Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Why? Well, let me tell you. Okay, first off, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use, okay? FanDuel always has these great exclusive offers where you can get juice, win a little more. Uh, when you win, you'll get paid fast. No waiting, no BS. And they got a ton of ways to play, man. Spread, money line over, unders, totals, props, same game parlays, everything. Live betting. If you get to the show late, it doesn't matter. Just live bet it. They also have the teasingly vague same game parlay plus. I don't think it's a streaming service, but there's only one way to find out. It's by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, promo code SNAPS, and make every moment more this football season. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome in to another edition of SNAPS. It is uh, Wednesday, October 5th. How about it, boys? We are creeping right along mm-hmm. here during uh spooky season that's right the word of the usage of creep there was on purpose uh so excited to be back for another day of snaps talking about our favorite thing in the world college football i'm your host t bob Bear, joined as always by our own resident qb1 the record holder mr air murray air what's up dude man what's up t bob happy wednesday everyone listening uh, man, I'm just getting, getting that, 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 I don't know if itch is the right word. I guess itch is the right word. 
to get to Athens this weekend is getting a little bit more and more for me. Oh. Uh, finally got the tailgate plan set. We got the lunch plan set. It's real. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be getting wild T-Bob crazy on Saturday in Athens, and uh, it's, it's kind of coming together right now. So I'm like, I now I know what it feels like for for everyone that that gets ready for a game day, whether you're in Baton Rouge to to Columbus yep. to Athens to wherever, uh, the the all the planning that goes into it. Because you know, for us, we just show up and play. Like you just you practice all week, you go to the hotel, you jump on the bus, you go to the stadium, you go play the football game. Like that's it. Like outside the stadium, there's all this planning going on. Like where are we going to park? Where are we going to meet? What food are you bringing? What what drinks do you want? Like I'm like holy crap! Like I'm used to just showing up and doing it. This is pretty awesome. I'm I love I love your take man. here, Aaron. That uh, going to a football game is harder than playing in a football game. That's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, right I now. mean it's hey, very true. It's a lot so, yeah, of work. Anytime. Anytime some player uh, tries to give you some shit fans for not getting it or not caring as much. Uh, okay, Justin Fields. Well, have you ever had to plan your drinks and food for an entire tail tailgating? I didn't think so. Okay. Yeah. Aaron, welcome to the other <laughs> side. It's tough business, man. It's a tough business. It's tough business, Hey, man. we need to get, we need to get Murray some snaps, uh, stickers, or something to hand out from maybe like tattoo a QR code on his forehead. Uh, Cause something tells me, Aaron, one you are going pins. to be one of the frat pins. Okay. Yeah. You know, some, yeah, some, yeah. some snap yeah. pins. Let's go. Who doesn't pins love pins, but also like you're going to be mobbed at a Georgia game, right? Like it's, it's, it's going to be constant. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be, ready? Uh, I joke about the, I joke about the drinks because honestly, I'll probably be getting drinks thrown in my, in my face left and right. That's the hard part. Like I'm not a big drinker. Uh, I do drink, but I don't drink a lot. So I feel like getting in a setting like this, it's going to be like, Aaron, take a shot. Aaron, take this shot. Take this shot. Fucking yeah. fireballs. Let's go. And all of a sudden, yeah. I'm going to be, you know, fall over myself. <laughs> you know, But luckily for me, my wife's pregnant. She can't drink. So I got a designated driver back to Atlanta so I can get as crazy yes. as I want. She's yes. going to be annoyed, though. I guarantee it. So I'm just hoping that like, we make it to our seats before she gets pissed off at me. That, that's that's I get it. You're going to do a little blackout for the blackout. Hell yeah. Taking the Georgia standard the extra mile. It's not actually a blackout this weekend, is it? No way y'all wasted a no. blackout on uh, Auburn. Okay, okay. I'm making sure. Uh, yeah, and don't worry. I, I I should be able to do the heavy lifting on snaps after dark this time around as my own game will be at 11 a.m. And after flying too close to the inebriated sun and having the liquor essentially melt the wax off my wings last weekend, I've decided uh, I will no longer be drinking mezcal throughout the LSU game. I know. I You're know. growing so up there, T-Bob. <laughs> no liquor exactly. on Saturday. <laughs> no liquor before work. You're really growing up. I, I feel like a Trailer Park Boys character. <laughs> He's on the damn liquor again, Mr. Leahy. No, uh, Leahy's back on the liquor. I mean, that is what happened, though, because last year the same exact thing happened. Where during the season, I realized after the Kentucky game, I was getting too drunk before doing that show. I switched to beer. It went swimmingly after that. So the boys <laughs> were going back to beer. I don't know how I found myself back in this mezcal hole. I just love mezcal. I mean, that's all there is to it, dude. It's a delicious drink to me any time of the year. It's got all the sexy fun of tequila mixed with the smoky richness of, of, of you know, a great, like, scotch or something or a whiskey. Uh, mezcal is my favorite liquor ever. But, but I will sacrifice for us, for Team Snaps, for Snaps After Dark. Oh and so that you 
can get a little wild on Saturday, Aaron Murray. Uh, thank you to everybody joining us today in the YouTube chat. You know we love uh, having you in here. Go ahead and continue to like the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Volume Sports. Very excited to be here on the Volume. Shout out, Colin. Remember, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS. All kinds of incredible deals. If you're a new customer right now, you get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000, y'all. What that means is, like, you can bet up to 1000 If you lose, you get money back and free bets to play with. So just, like, how much money you want to put in there, I would say put on one bet, and then if you lose it, it's okay. It's in there. You just play with it, right? Yeah, no sweat. Promo code SNAPS. Um, yeah, I am the liquor, Randy. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's let's go ahead and dive into today's show. We had a great sit down with Rick Neuheisel that we're going to bring you here in a little bit. But first, we have once again been on FanDuel, and we have been at, we're almost halfway through the college football season, boys. I don't want to bum anybody out. It sucks, but we are almost halfway through somehow. I don't know how, and so we're like, okay, let's do a little midseason check-in where are we at on conference championships what are the odds looking like for all the power five and where's there maybe some values to be found in some of these future bets and so we're going to run down the list here okay we, we've, we've been talking we put it together and uh, no mark cumby colin did not call me to the office i didn't come into snaps last week and probably because brumley saw how drunk i was on whiskey and wine um but no this is this is a this is a self-imposed flogging here okay um let's start with probably the most boring one in here, uh, Aaron, and that is right now the ACC. Um, Clemson, the heavy favorite to win the ACC. Is there anybody besides Clemson uh, that you think can win it or that you would put money on? Uh, if you want to get a little frisky with it, you, know, you put some money on North Carolina right now. Clemson's at minus 250. Uh, North Carolina's at plus 950. Just because they're going to have to face someone in the ACC championship game. And it looks like Clemson is going to take care of their side of the, of the ACC. I don't think anyone that the other side's just god awful. But if you're going to kind of pick who that winner is going to be, I would put my money on UNC. I know their defense is, is horrendous, but they, I, I love their quarterback. I love what they're doing on offense. I think they, face up against Clemson in the ACC championship game and maybe Clemson falls asleep maybe Clemson kind of uh doesn't show up and DJU throws a couple picks I don't know but yeah they will be in it so yes it's 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 a safe bet most likely it's going to happen especially the fact that they've already taken care of business versus Wake Forest they've taken care of business versus NC State uh Syracuse is 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 a good team this year so you know we'll see and then I think they have to play as well um who else they had to play? Florida State. But no, yep. I, I like Clemson. But if you want to put some money on someone else in the ACC, excuse me, once again, throw it on North Carolina because most likely they're going to be facing them in the championship game. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I think you, I think you, I think you kind of nailed it, right? Um, Drake May's awesome for North Carolina. Yep. Uh, Gene Chizik's an awesome guy, I've heard. Uh, his defense, not so awesome. In fact, mm-hmm. hot, horrid garbage right so like i don't believe north carolina is even the second or third or whatever best team in the ac so then it's, it's like you said okay who is left on clips of schedule that still could that's clearly just florida state and syracuse the problem is do you trust either of them to uh, beat Clemson head-to-head. And then if you're Florida State, you would need to go undefeated. If you're Syracuse, I guess you could eat one other loss along the way. And no. So just just don't play the ACC. If you're looking for value, whatever, don't play it. Clemson passed their tests. Well, They're going to win the ACC. 
Hey, one, one more point on North Carolina. I mean, we all remembered last week Clemson versus Wake Forest and it being a complete shootout back and forth. Yeah. Uh, you know, Clemson had no answers. I think a lot has to do, once again, with that slow mesh offense, but their DBs are the weakness of, of that football team. What's the strength of North Carolina? It's, it's Drake May throwing the ball vertically down the field. So if you do get into some somewhat of a shootout versus Clemson, once again, I'm not thinking this is going to happen, but if you're like, man, I want to put money on some sort of underdog that has a potential to hit big, North Carolina to me is that team because of their offense, because of their ability to score, you may see some sort of shootout in that championship game where maybe they find a way to pull it out. Um, that's only if you're feeling a little bit frisky. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just put a small amount. Put a flyer. Just take a little flyer. Yeah. Just a little dabble. Just a little dabble that maybe pays. Uh, all right, let's move on then to some more interesting conversations. Let's move on to maybe, not maybe, the literal most up-in-the-air conference, and yeah. that is the Big 12. Uh, nobody is at minus odds in this conference. In fact, you have Oklahoma State at plus 270, Kansas State plus 350, Texas plus 440, TCU plus 460, Baylor 750, and Kansas 950. I want to be clear. First and foremost, I'm throwing one of those little flyers I don't really care about losing on Kansas just to honor Lance Leipold and the rise of the Jayhawk and just to show them some love before the big TCU game this weekend. However, when I look at this conference, um, well, first off this, I, I agree with Vegas. I think Oklahoma State is the favorite. Still a little unproven. Still a little worried about the Western Michigan defensive performance, but Spencer Sanders is great. The offense looks like it's back. However, in a conference of the Big 12, with so much unknown, where so much could happen, I haven't seen enough from Oklahoma State to make me jump in mm -mm. at plus 270. So, like, this is a chaotic conference where you can maybe feel like, okay, maybe I can make a little money here. And the one that jumps off the screen to you at this point has to be TCU at 460. I mean, why is TCU worse odds than Texas to win this conference? Um, they haven't showed me the weakness of a Kansas State who dropped the game against Tulane at home. Um, they may still be, be a bit undervalued because of where they had fallen over the past couple of years. They currently lead the conference in points per game at 45 per, and their quarterback's name, senior quarterback, having a fantastic year, 75% completion, 11 touchdowns, no picks, 10.6 yards per attempt, Aaron Murray. And, and the name, in case you don't know it, is Max Duggan. And in terms mm -hmm. of senior All-American quarterback names, Max Duggan sounds like a movie character, okay? That's the quarterback that I want my money ride with. So I'm yep. taking TCU plus four, six. It's the perfect marriage of, ooh, this team is good, and my God, there's some money to be had here. Yeah, I, I, if that's kind of my team too. You look at, at TCU, and I'm, I was going through their schedule, and, and I'm with you, man. Like, this is a crap show of a conference, but in a really good way because there's probably six, seven teams that could end up winning the Big 12. It's going to be a great year. If you're a Big 12 fan, I said it last week, you're going to have a, a great year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bigger issue is you're probably not going to get a team inside the playoffs because everyone's just going to continue to beat themselves up. You look at their schedule, they get Oklahoma State and Kansas State at home. Two of the favorites to win the Big 12. They have to go there uh, to, to TCU. They do go on the road at Kansas, at Texas, and at Baylor. Uh, possible slip-ups there at some point for, for TCU. But you know the way Max Duggan's playing right now, the way they're playing on both sides of the football, I think they're great. Another team that I may throw a little bit on is Kansas State. Just Adrian Martinez right now and Deuce Vaughn are playing out of their mind. 
You can get them at plus 350 at the moment. Uh, the, the one thing yep. that does worry me a little bit about Kansas State is they are super one-dimensional. Uh, I mentioned those two guys. They are running the crap out of the football. Deuce is a stud. Adrian is is come to life all of a sudden since his, his, his departure from Nebraska. But it's all the running game. And if there's a game where the running game is just not hitting, I think they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. So I don't trust them necessarily because of that. Where TCU is a little bit more you know, two-dimensional on offense, has a good defense. And like I said, they got those two big games at home versus, I would say, those next two best teams in that conference. So TCU, go them Horned Frogs at plus 460. All right. So TCU, we both like TCU to the Big 12. Real quick before we move on, uh, Dylan Meadows says, uh, S snaps. Uh, okay, we got it there, 26. Sorry. Uh, Dylan Meadows says, S snaps. Why isn't Hugh Freeze getting looked at for some of these jobs? Uh, I think it's the Urban Meyer problem when you're talking about Hugh Freeze. I think it's just that if you're going to hire someone for 70, 80 million, like whatever the going rate for a coach is nowadays, Freeze probably commands left, but even like 50 million or something, right? You're going to be one of the highest paid uh, employees in your state if you're a public institution. They just both carry a lot of baggage, right? Yeah. And, and let's just focus on Freeze. He just carries a lot of baggage. Man. Is he still a good football coach? Yeah. I, I think, I think you know, Liberty's good. Like, I think he is still a good football coach, but is he so much better than any other candidates out there that you would accept all the questions, all the storylines? It, it just carries a bit too much baggage. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, you know, I think there, it goes back to like the level of desperation. Like, how desperate are you to to get a coach and kind of take that 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 high risk, possible high reward? You know, I still think Urban Meyer. You put him on a football team right now. I still think he's a top 10, top 15 coach in America. But like you alluded to, T-Bob, you got all the baggage with it. So do you want to take the risk of being in trouble with the fans, with the boosters? If things don't go well right away, then the questions get even bigger. Like, hey, we brought him in. We gave him all this money. We knew he had issues and he's not yeah. winning. It just turns into a big old headache. So once again, how desperate are you? Are you willing to take somewhat of a backlash if things aren't perfect right away, knowing that that coach could possibly get them going in year two, possibly – uh, and definitely in year three. But there's a lot yeah, of good I mean, coach candidates out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a great point, right? Worst case scenario on those guys is even worse than if you just like like have like a Scott Frost that doesn't work out or something. Uh, all right, yeah. let's go to the Big Ten next. Looking at some championship futures here. Uh, Ohio State minus odds here, Aaron. Ohio State minus 250. Mm. Then Michigan plus 500, which is a pretty big gap. And then you jump all the way to Penn State plus 950. Aaron, what are you thinking about this, man? Best bet on this uh, Big Ten championship. Well, you know, everything tells you Ohio State. I mean, they're the best team in the country. I think they're the best team in the country right now. I think, you know, what 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 they're doing, especially being a little bit banged up, Jackson Smith and Jigba really hasn't played a ton. I love the depth on defense. You know, have they been challenged by someone really good? Not Not yet. And that really won't come until they face Penn State on the road at the end of the month. And, and right now that's kind of who I'm thinking of. Like, I, you know, if, if the game was in Michigan, then maybe I would consider Michigan, but I think the games in Ohio state there in Columbus, I think Ohio state's a better football team. I don't trust Michigan and their offense. Uh, you know, I talked about yesterday, their running back may have a Heisman opportunity this year. If, if they do find a way to win that conference, because of the fact they rely so heavily on him, they are a good running football team, but 
you know, if I wanted to get some more favorable odds and take a, a risk, I like Penn State. You know, they, they play Michigan this weekend, so that 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 may be completely out the window. But if they do beat Michigan, Ohio State has to travel to Happy Valley for that football game here at the end of the month. Yeah. They got a, a senior quarterback in Sean Clifford who's played a lot of football games. They're they're running the ball more effectively. The defense has been tremendous all year long. We know it's going to be a wide out. It's going to be crazy. Can they control Ohio State's offense is going to be the key. But I would take Penn State as a possible flyer because of that scenario. But they got to beat Michigan this week. And I think if they do beat Michigan this week, I think you're going to see a lot more money coming for the Nittany Lions as a possible winner inside that conference. Because once they get past Ohio State, the schedule is complete cupcake. You just got to beat yeah. Ohio State at home next week, or not next week, at the end of the month. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so a, a couple of things here. Like, yes, that plus 950 next to a Penn State team that's been very solid this year, I think that feels very sexy. However, I just can't get myself there with Penn State. And I think that Michigan game, correct me if I'm wrong, Brum, I think it's next weekend. It's both their next games. I think they may be on buys uh, yep. this weekend. I don't remember seeing that in the rundown, but we going to learn soon. The point is the both times, yes. like the next time. Yeah, it's on the 15th. That Michigan and Penn next State. Week. Yeah, so the next time that they hit the field, we're going to learn the answer. Uh, going into that game, yep. I just, look, man, to me, I think Michigan's a slightly more complete team than Penn State. And I think I like JJ McCarthy maybe better than Sean Clifford. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I and that's mm-hmm. not to say that Sean Clifford's great, and it's really why Ohio State's just a choice in the end is that CJ Stroud, yeah. it, like the gap between Stroud mm-hmm. and Clifford and McCarthy is so extensive. That's why. Yeah. But I think like going from minus two fifty to plus five hundred, right? That odds change right there. That's I don't know if I think that Ohio State is that much better than Michigan. And and no, especially if McCarthy's stats right now are not um well, we gonna learn. We're gonna learn. Especially if McCarthy's stats yeah. right now are not are not somewhat inflated. Like the, the, the numbers aren't bad. It's a bit of fool's gold. But uh no in the end if I if I was doing a bet here, I would go Michigan at plus five hundred. And again, knowing no. that of course Ohio State is the better team, but uh, I don't. I don't believe. I, I don't believe in Clifford and Penn State, bro. I mean, why? Why? why, why what is Sean Clifford? Sean Clifford's. What, what has he done to make you a believer in him? At least, at least they're 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 not one dimensional on offense. Like if if you show up to a game on the road, I don't care what conference you are, and all you can do is run the football, and that's all Michigan can do right now. JJ McCarthy cannot complete passes consistently down the field. It's all dink and dunk, and it's all relying on quorum to run the football. On the road, you will you will get dominated. And I look at Penn State, and I think they they have more weapons, and I think they have a quarterback that's a lot more capable than JJ McCarthy. So that gives me confidence that hey, you have to travel for Ohio State, you got to go on the road, and I think a team that's more complete on both sides of the football in Penn State, and that's why I, I kind of think Penn State has an opportunity. You do to beat think Michigan you think that weeks. you think that Penn State? Okay, so you do think that Penn State then is just a better team than Michigan, even before you get into quarterbacks. I'm not sold on Michigan's offense, and I think their defense is good, but I think their defense took a a step back from last year. You turn on the tape for Michigan, and and I just said it. Like, they they can't – there's no explosion in the pass game, and and, and good defenses are going to gobble that up because when you match athlete for athlete, yeah, Michigan take advantage of it when they're bigger up front, when they're faster at the running back position. Like, they're going to win those games that we've seen this year 
But all of a sudden, when you face a defense that has a strong front seven, which which Penn State does, let's go back to Penn State versus Auburn and how much they dominated that game on the road and slowed down that running attack for Auburn. No, that's what they're going to be able to do versus Michigan. That's what they're going to be able to do versus Michigan. If Michigan can't throw the football, Penn State may sneak mm. out of there with a win here in, 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 in a week and a half. Okay. Okay. Uh, to your point, Aaron, you look at the Big Ten standings right now, and if you filter against only FBS opponents, right, so no cupcakes allowed, Penn State second in the SEC, giving up just 79 rush yards a game, only 2.9 yards per carry. Now, Michigan can win on the road, right, too, T-Bob. They can win on the road. Yeah, they had a big I, win. They had a big win at Auburn on the road. I know Auburn's not great, but still they went on the road and won. And then they found a way to win versus Purdue on the road as well. So, I mean, that's a lot of good signs for me right now that this team's not afraid to go into Michigan next week and see if they can pull on another one. I, I see what you're saying. Look, I, I think that Michigan has a more complete defense. I think that Penn State's weakness actually is in their secondary through the air. But again, can Michigan take advantage? I'll still go Michigan here. I'm going Michigan at 500. You're going Penn State at 950, correct? Yes. Final answer. There you go. Place the bets, Final boys. Answer. Place the bets. In fact, I'm going to place these all right after the show. Um, okay, let's move over to the Pac-12, where, uh, again, a conference like the Big 12 here, Aaron, where there's no no minus odds. Okay, you got USC and Utah both atop the pile at plus 210. Okay. Okay, you got Oregon plus 300, and then you got UCLA plus 700. Aaron Murray, what are you mm. thinking here? Uh, this is this is kind of like the, the Big Ten for me. Like I, I think USC is the better football team between Utah and Oregon. So if I had to put my money on, on one of those three, I like USC. If I want to get a little bit risky here, I like what I've seen from UCLA this year. I think that win versus Washington really opened up a lot of people's eyes. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who's played a lot of football, has been absolutely tremendous this season. Zach Cabernet. Carbonet, Cabernet, whatever it Charbonnet? is, uh, like a five Charbonnet, Charbonnet. Yeah. I like Cabernet. Zach better. Cabernet, yeah, Zach, Zach uh, Cabernet. I like it. Just it, you know what's on my mind. The tailgate's on my mind. I'm thinking about something to drink. He's uh, he's, 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 he's a full body. Look, he is a full bodied back. Let's be clear. He's a full bodied back. Um, a little dry. I don't know if that's due to the yeah. air. Maybe he's just in such great shape. He doesn't sweat yeah. that much, but, but delicious to watch. Nonetheless, a fine. He is, he is extremely delicious and their defense is, is, is more depth and more physical. And, and, you know, our interview coming up shortly with coach Newheisley kind of breaks down his thoughts on UCLA. And I, I like a man, you know, it's, it's, it's a conference similar to the big 12. Like, you know, right now there's four or five teams there that I would not be surprised if they won it at the end of the day, like you, you alluded to three of them and I just brought the fourth, like any one of those four teams right now could win the Pac-12. So if you want to take a, a flyer on someone and want a little bit better odds, I do like UCLA. So I'd either put my money on either one of the LA schools. I think USC is the best school in that conference. And I do think UCLA has a lot of potential. They're a complete football team. You know, we talk about USC, like how good are they on defense? And they've impressed yeah. us a lot, especially with the turnovers. I think UCLA potentially could have the more complete team on both sides of the football. Oh, Clint Moses with the Go Beavers in the chat. Hell yeah, man. Uh, look, I, I'd i rather be wrong swinging for the fences yeah. if two teams look kind of as even as they do with UCS or USC and UCLA right now. So, yeah, UCLA is the play here. Uh, maybe we could circle back around to Alabama, but I kind of lost track of time here because I love talking to you so much, Aaron. Uh, you know who else I love talking to? 
coolest guy in the college football world. That's Coach Rick Neuheisel. And we sit down just a few minutes ago. Here is the legend, Rick Neuheisel. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What up, boys and girls? It's your boy, T-Bob Bear, host of Snaps, Volume Sports YouTube channel. And uh, hey, guys, another NFL football week is here. And let's kick it off the right way this Thursday with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And check this out. I don't care if you're new to FanDuel or if you already have an account. Every Thursday night, that's right, every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay does not hit. This Thursday, we got Colts at Broncos, y'all. And I've cooked up a juicy one here. Plus 1,700, okay? First, we're going Colts money line. I do not believe in the Broncos. 
Secondly, Jonathan Taylor out, Philip Lindsay in, Philip Lindsay touchdown score. Going nice and easy, minus odds leg here with Russell Wilson with over at least 200 yards. And then the coup d'etat, Melvin Gordon, confidence at an all-time low, reduced to tears in Sunday's postgame. However, Nathaniel Hackett had his back it. We're going Melvin Gordon anytime touchdown score. When you put it all together, it's a four-leg parlay that pays out plus 1760. $10 wins one seventy six, So why not do it? It's risk-free. That's what they call it, the no-sweat same-game parlay. So if you sign up for Andrew Sportsbook, use the promo code SNAPS. If you don't already have an account, that's promo code SNAPS. Remember, new and old customers get free bets back if your Thursday same-game parlay does not hit. So let's make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. Another snap guess and it's probably my favorite one yet uh the literal coolest man in college football the most interesting man in college football the most renaissance man in college football you could catch him jamming with the grateful dads one night and calling or coaching a nationally televised football game the next that is coach rick neuheisel uh coach Neuheisel, thank you so much for joining us here on snaps today very excited to talk to you man how you doing well, it is great to be with you. Uh, you know, when Aaron Murray asks, it's just hard to say no. Oh, He's wow. such the celebrity, and uh, you just want to stay on Aaron's good side. So I'm, I'm pleased to be with you, fellas. Uh, Renaissance is probably a little bit overblown. A little bit overblown. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a jack of all trades, master of none, is what I am. I mean, look at that. Add humility to the list okay the renaissance man undefeated uh okay coach i want to start here because i feel like and by the way you're gonna be on the call on on cbs for auburn and georgia on saturday so we'll get there but i gotta start in los angeles right now right uh, obviously you have a ton of experience with west coast football and it's it's been a bit of a renaissance out west this year for both ucla and usc looking very solid right now Right now, who is the best college football team in Los Angeles? Well, I'm always going to lean towards uh, the Bruins just because uh, I, I, my wife is the mother of a coach there at UCLA. So if oh, I want to sleep in that. the same bed, I've got to stay with the <laughs> Bruins in this deal. So, uh, you, you know, where your bread is buttered, right? But it, UCLA yeah. was very impressive in that win over Washington. Very impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, they held the the Huskies to 65 yards rushing in that game. And I think as Chip Kelly's tried to get his foothold in Los Angeles and tried to build that program, they've always been able to kind of handle the offensive side. Defensively is where they've uh, not maybe had the right level of depth. But this year thus far, they're hanging in there. And we'll know a lot more after this weekend when they play Utah because Utah's going to try to run the ball uh, the Trojans have been what we expected. You know, Lincoln Riley brought his quarterback along, so we kind of expected they'd, they'd be high-flying. Uh, what they're also enjoying this year with Alex Grinch is a lot of turnovers. They are, they're, they're up there in the top of the charts yeah. with the turnover margin, uh, and that's obviously terrific, and, and they've turned a lot of those turnovers into points. Defense, I think, has accounted for at least three or four touchdowns already. So we've talked – I think we talked last year, Rick, about – I think you have a somewhat good relationship with, with Coach Kelly there at UCLA and kind of giving him some pointers about what needs to be done or what can be done at a place like UCLA. 
We've all seen it. We've turned on our televisions or seen the highlights, and there's barely anyone there. Don't look there. at the stands. Don't look at the stands. It's the same I, it's, amount it's of bad. people in the stands. That. I want to get What do they need to do, Coach? You and what, I were the only ones do? there. <laughs> I mean, what, what, it's an amazing state. Like, listen, so, T-Bob, I'll give a quick story. So, I Coach was the coach at UCLA when I was getting recruited. We flew out. My dad and I flew out to Los Angeles. He picked us up. Ooh. And we, were, we drove to the Rose Bowl. He brought us to midfield. It's, it's Coach Neuheisel. It's myself. It's my dad. And he's a salesman. He's one of the best out there. And I looked at my dad and said, you, you can't get better than this. Like, what is better than being in the Rose Bowl? Where are my papers? Let me go sign right now. Uh, obviously, didn't work out. But it is an incredible place. Like, what, what, what needs to happen to get fans to get their freaking butts in the stands to watch those games? It's a fair question. Unfortunately... Unfortunately, um, the entire Pac-12 has been impacted uh, by the college football playoff. Only twice in the last eight years has a Pac-12 team advanced to the playoff, made it to the final four, and only once did they get to the final game, and that was in year one when Oregon and Marcus Mariota were going full, full blast. Uh, all of the programs have seen a little bit of dissipation in the enthusiasm for the programs, given that college football has been happening far, far away, you know, whether it be Alabama, whether it's Georgia, whether it's Ohio State, those are where the powers are and the enthusiasm has waned. And the recruits who grew up in that area in California have come to where the enthusiasm is as well. Uh, Brock Bowers for your Georgia Bulldogs, uh, the, you know, the best tight end in the game, the next, uh, you know, big time guy to come out of college to go. He's the Travis Kelsey of, of college football, right? He's a Napa kid, Napa, California, and he's yep. out there. And uh, Kendall Milton is uh, from Fresno, California. Yep. Uh, you, you had uh, last year uh, the quarterback, you know. Yep. Uh, Bryce Jay Young, Jay. Bryce Young's from California. For goodness Bryce sakes. Young's a California kid. So with all those guys leaving for uh, the greener pastures, we've got to win back the fans. It's been a good year thus far for the Pac-12. UCLA and SC still undefeated. Uh, you've got uh, obviously a Utah team that's very highly regarded. Uh, they mm -hmm. lost the opening game at Florida, but they're being forgiven. Uh, Oregon is recalibrated after that big time loss to uh, Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, it's still going to be fun football, but we've got to get more spots in the playoff, which has been accomplished now. So I'm hopeful for a pendulum swing back towards enthousi enthusiasm uh, for the West Coast. But now the problem is who's going to be in the Pac-12? Yep. USC and UCLA <laughs> are going to the Big Ten. You've got four teams that I think are, you know, on speed dial right now with Kevin Warren in terms yep. of Stanford, Cal, Washington, and Oregon. They've got four other teams that are on speed dial with the Big 12. Brett Yormark has got them on the line, the two Arizona schools, Colorado and, and Utah. Uh, I, it's a hard job right now for George Klyovkov. Yep. Yeah, uh, I want to Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. Go ahead. Hey, I want to stick on just the, the stadium thing one more time or just real quick with a follow-up. Would you stay in the Rose Bowl? Does UCLA need to reevaluate maybe getting something smaller on campus? I know there's been some talks about that. What are your thoughts? Aaron, I literally asked if I if if I can't get you to build the stadium, can I at least have a tractor that I could drive out into our track stadium and just point to it and say that's where we're going to build it for recruiting? 
There's no question they need to have a smaller venue. There's no question. And Aaron, you were on the campus. UCLA is the most beautiful campus in all the land. Mm. And if you stand up on top of Jan steps and you look to the West, you feel every day a breeze. That's your air conditioner. It's called the Pacific Ocean. You stand there and you're going, what could be better than this? And it, nothing could be better than this. And right there is Drake Stadium, a football stadium just waiting to happen. It actually has retrofitted to be a football stadium. You just have to put the pylons in the ground and you can build a forty-five <laughs> to 50,000 seat stadium. They just haven't done it. And I know there are other issues and they're thinking about putting another dorm in there. And, you know, the people that make the big decisions about the economy of uh, UCLA are much smarter than I. But I can promise you, as the head coach there, had we had that stadium, I would not be on this call right now discussing (laughs) doing the Auburn-Georgia game. I would be talking about getting ready to take care of Utah this week. Uh, Do you think, I mean, as the head coach, do you think the move to the Big Ten makes sense? I mean, financially, financially maybe it helps no push that stadium. No yeah, financially, and for sure. I know sure. George is tend a letter and the regents of California are concerned and all that stuff about the travel for the kids and all that. And that's absolutely a reasonable subject to discuss. But for the money that's going to be coming in the coffers, given an athletic budget right now that's $100 million in the red, you couldn't say no. Could not say no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then let's talk a little Auburn, Georgia coach, uh, because that's the game you're going to be calling this weekend. And Auburn, Im- Im- impressive in many ways, kind of a, a punched up a bit last week versus what was expected of them. Georgia, the polar opposite uh, and getting ready for this game. I know you've watched a lot of Georgia. What, 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 what are you seeing with this Bulldog team that has maybe made them look a bit more mortal over the last couple of weeks? Listen, it's college athletics and who can imagine doing anything more fun but they look bored i mean they didn't have after they they clearly were at their best when they played the opening game against oregon uh that was an absolute showcase event right there in atlanta are we gonna be uh you know just a rebuild or are we gonna be a reload well they answered that in emphatic fashion they were outstanding in every phase of the game and then they played nobody, you know, that they, they just didn't have a game that it, you know, put anything on the Richter scale and Kent state, they showed signs of, you know, being bored at, however many with three turnovers in the first half. And then Missouri there, what are they a 30 point favorite in that one? Yeah. And they go yep. and they had two turnovers in the first half in that game. So they look a little bit lethargic. The other thing I would say uh, is that Kirby smart, is a defensive minded coach and he knows what his defense needs to be at the best. And part of what the all defenses need to be at their best is an offense that understands what the defense needs, which means field position, no turnovers, being able to run the ball and run the clock, time of possession, all those things help defense to get to the next level as an offensive program. They've now kind of blossomed. It was just a couple of weeks ago, they were in the top five in passing statistics, averaging over 350 yards a game. We had all said, when's Kirby going to come into the next century? Nick Saban did, his sensei, right? He, he 
woke up and smelled the coffee and said, you got to have all these flamboyant receivers and throw it all over the yard and score 40 every time and do it, you know, in grand style. So the Devonte Smiths of the world, the Jerry Judy's of the world, always Jalen Waddles all come to your school. Kirby was more in the old style of Saban. He was more, no, we're going to go. You can have an Amari Cooper. You can have, uh, you know, that Calvin Ridley guy, but we're going to pound the ball and we're going to go three. And if we get third and long, we're going to hand it off and then we'll punt and we'll get it back for you. And then you take another first or second down shot down the field for those guys who've been, you know, the big ones, one receiver type programs. Now they're flamboyant. You, you saw that Stetson Bennett, they trust him. He's experienced. He's good. And so they let him throw a lot. But I just think I heard when I heard Kirby talk about the win in Missouri, they made us one-dimensional. They were making us one-dimensional in the first half. Fortunately, we woke up in time. And to me, he was talking to his staff. He was talking huh. to his staff that was trying to have a lot of fun, trying to throw it to everybody on, his, on the team, get everybody involved. And all of a sudden, he's saying, we're going back to pounding this rock, having play action, playing with... Stetson Bennett threw 24 passes in the first half of the Missouri game. He threw 24 passes only four times all game in, in a game last year. Four, four yeah. games last year, he threw more than 24. This is a program that wants to pound you, beat you into submission with their defense. And I think they're going to get closer to that recipe after these last couple of weeks. Flipping over to the other team, Auburn, and, and this kind of is somewhat of a big picture item too. Fascinating story, right? right? Auburn. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy, crazy. But this this whole coaching thing, I mean, Harson second year, I mean, essentially he's he's a dead man walking. I think we all kind of feel that. But like this this whole world we live in now where coaches are getting canned after a couple of years, coaches are getting fired after you know week four of a football season. Is this good, bad for the game? And especially for a place like Auburn that just seems to – be trying to get to that Alabama step and are willing to get rid of a coach uh, at any any moment, essentially. Good, bad, or indifferent, that doesn't matter. It's the reality because people want it and they want it now. The five jobs that are sitting open right now are ASU, Colorado, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Georgia Tech. In the early 90s, Colorado and Georgia Tech won a national championship. They, they split it. Uh, Nebraska won multiple national championships. Wisconsin has been to multiple Rose Bowls and Barry Alvarez made them a national power in Arizona State. Jake Plummer had them on the verge of a national championship until Ohio State came down the field and scored on them at the waning moments of a Rose Bowl. I mean, they're all big time programs and they're tired of being also rams. So you're going to have changeover. The money's gotten exorbitant. Paul Chris just got $11 million to walk out the door. So that you yeah. don't have to cry crocodile tears for the coach. He's going to yeah. be okay. But is it the right way to go about things? I'm not sure. Uh, that's up to the athletic directors and these search firms to determine who's the right coach. I, I don't think it's as complicated as people make it out to be. And uh, the fact that uh, we're sitting here with Brian Harson now in this role of in purgatory, right? The AD that hired him, <laughs> Alan Green, is already gone. He's kind of sitting there. I think it's an us against the world mentality. Now they've played every game at home thus far. This is the first time on the road. I actually think it's going to be advantage for them because us okay. against them, you're not going to feel that 
as much as you're going to feel it when you walk in to Sanford Stadium there in Athens. Uh, okay, Coach, last one from me, and I just love getting your perspective on all of this, man. Uh, purgatory is a perfect way to describe Brian Harson's current situation. But uh, somebody who has rocketed up from hell would be Heupel, uh, Josh Heupel in Tennessee. I'm sorry, I have a bad habit of saying his last name. Like I don't know why I started, and I just my brain <laughs> What's it? What the uh, hell was that? I don't, I don't know, dude. It's it's Heupel. like a tick at this point. Like Heupel, I started doing it the for fun, and now, real it just, in Josh now it just happens. But anyway, the point is, how impressive is it from a coaching perspective? The turnaround that he's affected at a place that suddenly somehow became a place where it felt like 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 it felt like Auburn. It was toxic. Like, coaches were passing it up. There was no AD. It was so toxic for a minute there, and now all of a sudden they're back to national prominence. You know, his is an interesting career. He's the glamour boy quarterback, national championship quarterback at Oklahoma. He goes off to try to play a little professional football. That doesn't work out, so Bob Stoops has him back on the staff. He climbs all the way up to offensive coordinator there at Oklahoma. And then they kind of have an off year and Stoops is looking around the Big 12 and says, I need this Lincoln Riley kid who went with Garrett uh, or uh, uh, Ruffin McNeil, my old coach at East Carolina. I'm going to bring this kid back. He's the Mike Leach. I got to update my offense. Remember, Mike Leach was Bob Stoops' first coordinator when he went to Oklahoma. Yep. So he goes, I'm going to go to the air raid again. And Heupel's out. He ends up having to get a job at Utah State. Then he gets a job with Barry Odom at uh, Missouri with uh, Drew Locke. And Drew Locke was a really good player. But what they did in this world of RPO, they built really wide receivers. This is an old Art Bryles deal. Take your receivers and get them as far to the sideline as you can. Two to one side, one to the other, if you're in 11 personnel. And count the numbers. Six in the box, I run. Seven in the box, I pick which side I go. Two-man concept. And I don't even have to tell everybody that I've changed my mind. The offensive line can block the run, and I can throw it. The wide receivers aren't blocking for a run. They're running routes. And Drew Locke, pick your poison. And all of a sudden, it was magic. It goes to UCF. It's magic. And now he lands at Tennessee, and he's luckier than heck that his previous coach, Jeremy Pruitt went and got Hendon Hooker because he went and got Joe Milton. You're right. He went and thought Joe Milton was the answer and started Milton. Milton struggled. Hendon Hooker comes off the bench, and it has been a miracle since. What is he, 31-3 and touchdowns to interceptions last year? It's unbelievable. the numbers are off the charts. He had 400-plus yards total offense against Florida, their arch arrival, right? So this has been kind of a magical deal. Not only that, but his boss, Danny White, got the Tennessee athletic director job, then spent $50,000 on a search firm to find a guy (laughs) that was four four doors down in the athletic department in Josh Heupel to come with him. I mean, it's an incredible deal. But they're rolling. And and what's really important is they're also playing – good run defense they're they're a little bit suspect in the back end but tim banks the guy he got from penn state has done a nice job of shoring up run stopping defense Mm -hmm. and that'll be key as they go down to lsu i think this is really a good game this weekend i'm gonna pick lsu just because i trust brian kelly oh there we go right 
But I think this Tennessee story is a terrific one. Yep. There you go. The man ended with a slam dunk. The most interesting man in college football, Coach Rick Newhouse. So you can catch him uh, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central at Georgia-Auburn call this weekend. Coach Neuheisel, cannot thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. You tell your dad I said hello, T-Bob. Try Absolutely. to say it in, yes, in Cajun that he'll understand because I couldn't understand <laughs> a word he said. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yo, what's going on, yo? Welcome back to uh, from Snaps. Welcome back to Snaps from Snaps. Time travel's weird. Uh, T Bob here. Mm -hmm. Hope you enjoyed Coach Rick Neuheisel. Uh, he's the man. I mean, he is the yep. absolute man. And uh, it's always a pleasure to sit down with him. Great job setting that up, QB1, Aaron Murray. Right now, it is time to count down the five best rivalries in all of college football Ooh. i have my list it's five to one uh brum we probably should have talked about this during the interview do you want us to go an uninterrupted kind of rant five to one do you want to bounce it back and forth how do you want to do this you five to one aaron five to one so you go first. okay well let's where's yours team oh, i need like some nfl films music do 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 start the bells because number five on the list i have what is now called the red river showdown first off major major knock on this game for selling the name to literal corporate sponsorship okay that's really hurting the rivalry that's probably why it's at five uh it used to be the shootout then it was a rivalry now it's the showdown because at&t paid for it should have just kept it the shootout whatever um i don't love either team in this game, but there's no denying that they are massive brands. I will say a big positive for the Red River Showdown is that they play for a golden cowboy hat. Uh, objectively, that's a very stupid but very fun trophy. And then probably the best part yeah. is it's at the Texas State Fair. I love state fairs. Like I love, I love county fairs. Like I think fairs are that is America boiled down to its purest essence. And then you throw a game like this in, where the crowd's going to be 50-50, to state that loves football like Texas. Red River Showdown number five on my list. Number four on my list. I'm going with the Egg Bowl. That's right. Probably the from the worst name in the Red River Showdown to the best name in the Egg Bowl. First played in 1901, been awarding the Golden Egg, another stupid but wonderful trophy, been awarding the Golden Egg since 1927. And how about this? Uninterrupted. These two, not for World War II, not for Vietnam, the Korean War, nothing. These two schools have, have met every single year since 1944. Ole Miss currently leads 64-45. And you got to think about this with the Egg Bowl as well, Aaron. It gets the holiday bump, right? It's during Thanksgiving mm -hmm. nowadays, and it has been for our lives. And, like, who doesn't have fond memories of watching yeah. the Egg Bowl with a belly full of turkey? Like, it's it's the absolute best, yeah. dude. So that's number four on my list. Number three on my top five rivalry list, I got uh, the Iron Bowl. 86 meetings, Bama, Auburn. Bama leads 48-37. And even, even in this age of like Bama dominance, right, it still remains a series. I mean, Bama's only two years removed from losing to Auburn. This is not uh, like a Bama-Tennessee or like you'll notice a very conspicuous absence of Michigan-Ohio State. Uh, well, sorry, not only do they not have a tight name, like 
Red River, Egg Bowl, Iron Bowl, the game. No, well, not, but, but, but also Ohio State's won 14 in the last 15, okay? I cannot grant that rivalry status on the day in which we make this list. So give me the Iron Bowl at number three. The backstory of the Iron Bowl is actually kind of insane. It's like a lot of political machinations uh, in a post-Civil War America during Reconstruction. Basically, Alabama was an existential threat there to Auburn for a while, and then they start fighting it out on the football field. It's fantastic. It's the number three best rivalry on this list. Number two, another one that to me really benefits from the holiday bump as well as classic Americana and tradition, and that is Army Navy. Okay. Always marks the end of the year. So you good Christmas vibes in the air. Um, literal sitting U.S. presidents show up to this game. Uh, what other games can you say that about, right? It, get, it, it gets it gets the, the literal leader of the free world to show up in a seat for the game. How about this, Aaron? little fun fact. Uh, instant Replay made its U.S. debut in 1963 wow. in an Army-Navy game, huh? Uh, yeah, a little fun fact there. And you know what else I love? I love ancient history. And these two teams met for the first time in 1890. 1890. And they played 122 times since. And in that 122, Navy barely with the edge, 62 to 53, and then seven ties. And then finally, the number one rivalry in college football is, well, it's 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 the one with the best name. It's the rivalry straight up called The Game, Harvard versus Yale. I mean, that's up there with the answer as far as nicknames go. It's literally just called the game they've met 137 times nearly 150 years of football they first met in 1875 that's 30 years before plastic was invented and they were playing football against one another are you kidding me and even though they played 137 times the rivalry stands with yale leading 68 to 61. I mean, let's go, dude. It's the only time you watch Harvard or Yale all year. I get it, but that's the sign of a great rivalry is that you do tune in for Army-Navy when you don't regularly. You do turn in to the Egg Bowl, no matter who you are, if you don't care about college football, no matter who you are, just because it, when it is what it is, and you tune in for the game. There it is. Top five rivalries in college football. I would love to take a poll right now, Brumley, of of how many people actually watch that the game because I have never watched the game in my life, and I love college wow, football. And only T. Bob, the nerd of all nerds, would pick Harvard versus Yale as the top rivalry out there. Not even unbelievable. I don't think there's a list out there that has that game. So please put a poll up. I guarantee you, eighty percent of the people in the chat have never seen it, and maybe the rest of them have seen it once or twice. So uh t bob you are wild for that number one all right my number five in this and you're gonna make fun of my number one so i'm gonna get out of the way yeah yeah yeah. Uh, my number five is army navy man like if you can't respect that game get the hell out of here man that is such an awesome game a lot of time the commanders in chief trophy is up for grabs as well which means even more it is just so special last week in the season it gets its own saturday that's how important that game is love it comes at number five uh, my number three is Texas versus Oklahoma, the Red River shootout, showdown, rivalry, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's just an awesome game. I love the neutral site games. I was a part of one. 
is it is extremely special. Uh, my number three, Michigan versus Ohio State. Uh, two of the the premier teams, brand wise, in all of college football, face off every single year. End of the season always means a lot. Usually, the winner of that game goes on to the Big Ten championship. So that game is awesome to see. Uh, my number two game, Alabama versus Auburn. No pro sports in that state. Those fans hate each other. It is just so much fun to see the energy, the hatred, the 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 want to win it. I know Alabama has been more dominant than, than Auburn as of late, but you know something always crazy is going to happen, especially when the game is in Auburn. That's a fun one. And then my number one, because I love it. I grew up watching it, being a guy in Florida. Then I flipped and went to the dark side. I'm a dog through and through. Georgia versus Florida. And it is pronounced or said Georgia versus Florida in Jacksonville, the world's largest cocktail party uh, it is amazing. And as someone who's been a part of it, who has played in it, who has been there as a fan, there's very few places that have that kind of energy, 50-50 split, the, the, the ugly orange and blue on one side, the beautiful red and black on the other. My number one down there in Jacksonville, go dogs. Unbelievable. World's largest cock party indeed. Aaron Murray, let's just let's just real quick see how many times this game's been played as Brum's getting mad at me because I know that we uh need to get out of here. Um, let's see how many times. Okay, okay. It's got a hundred meetings. It's pretty respectful. It's better, that's better than I thought it would. I thought it might be a bit more recent than that. So uh big surprise, big surprise. And by the way, hey, did we, did everybody we check the, the poll. Did we check the poll? No, that's what I was saying. We don't need watched... to check the poll. No. Have we ever we watched Harvard Yale? 83%. No, 17%. Yes. I think that tells you what we think of, of T-Bob's nerd ball. Uh, whatever, man, the game, it's literally called the game and it's the rivalry. It was first played two years after football was invented. Come on, dude. Okay, and that'll do it for another edition of Snaps. We love you so much. Promo code SNAPS if you sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook app. Like and subscribe uh, to YouTube. And please sub to the pod. Share with your friends. We're going to continue to grow this thing. We love y'all, and we will see you tomorrow here on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.